He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, it's terrible. It's just terrible. Welcome back to another episode of Hack City. Joining me as always, my former teammate, former roommate from the University of Rhode Island, Mr. Sean Anderson. And this week we have back with us again, second time this season, Coach Chad Savage, the wide receivers coach and recruiting coordinator for Colorado State. Very, very big week heading into this Colorado State, Colorado matchup. Coach, it, it seems like it's been pretty crazy. It's Thursday. Things are starting to heat up before the game. I just want to ask, like, what has this week been like in preparing for the game? Because it's not often that a G5 team is going to be featured in a college game day matchup like this and is going to have maybe this many cameras on an away game. So what has this week been like? Has it been a different level of preparation? Has there been, you know, maybe more media opportunities? What has it been like for you this whole week? The biggest thing is we're excited. We're excited for our guys to, to have an opportunity like this. And we talked to them. I mean, really, if you think about it, with as much attention this game's getting with ESPN, college game day is going to be there. Big noon kickoff is going to be there. There's a lot of celebrity names. I mean, it's, it's really going to be bigger than any bowl game we're playing in that or uh, any other rivalry that we've got going. But at the end of the day, it is a rivalry game. With rivalries, you got to throw records outside. It doesn't matter if a team's mm. undefeated, 0-2, 500, doesn't matter. A rivalry game is a rivalry game. There's a lot of history with this game between both opponents, and we're just excited. But in terms of different preparation, not necessarily. It's, it's just like any other game. It just it, it is a rivalry game, but we're just excited to go to work on Saturday. How can you uh, capitalize on a game like this with a lot of eyes on it with recruiting? Is it flashy play, good offense, just solid coaching, high energy? Because the way that Colorado has been the first two weeks, a lot of eyes have been on them. So if you're a high schooler on a Saturday watching the game, turn it on, how do you and Colorado State hope to uh, approach that aspect of it? Yeah, there's going to be a lot of guys watching. There's going to be high schoolers watching it. I mean, everybody in America is going to be watching it. It's a a spotlight game on Saturday night, but we're excited. We just want to be able to play our brand of football that we want at Colorado State. Coach Norvell's got a style of brand of football that he wants to establish. Mm -hmm. Have we played that yet? No, but that's our goal to play on Saturday night, and we just want to make sure we come out, we start fast, we don't flinch, and we can execute on all phases. So I wanted to ask you, leading into this game, obviously we've mentioned that there's just so much attention. Thank you for the uh, fire truck, Sean, for the background noise. Uh, Midday, you'll never miss it. It's right on time. (laughs) Um, There's been a lot of attention, and and as I was mentioning earlier, it's Thursday and things are starting to heat up for this game. And your head coach, Jay Norvell, made a comment today which – I don't know if it was necessarily supposed to be, you know, very directed at, at Coach Prime, um, and if it was supposed to be as negative. I think it was as it was portrayed in the uh, in the graphics that were put out there and that are current currently circulating right now. Do you do you really put any stock in maybe this potential uh, tension, or is this really just kind of a um, a battle of a rivalry that is as tight and as high uh, focused? that maybe some people don't realize that this is such a tense, uh, tense battle. It, it is a rivalry and it is a tense battle and, and people are going to make comments on opposing <laughs> sides. I mean, it's, it comes with the game itself, but we just want our guys to focus on what we can control. That's executing our scheme, knowing their personnel, knowing what's going to come in the game. And they got to understand it's going to be a, a chaotic environment, right? It's going to be hostile. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's going to be a sold out crowd, but it's going to be a late game. We got to get our body clocks ready to go. And yeah, some coaches are making comments on social media. 
is it disrespect? I mean, I don't, I don't know the context of what was going on during the interview. I just know that Coach Norvell, he does take his hat off and he does take his sunglasses off out of respect when he does talk to people. And that's the head coach I've worked for. So I've seen him do that with my own eyes for the for the five years that I've been with this with, with this head man. And we want our guys to also have some respect because every time these guys were interviewed this week by ESPN or Fox, all the questions were about Colorado. And yes, they have some good players, but we have good players too. We got a guy like Tory Horton. We got a guy like Mo Kamara. They got to be respected too. They've done a good job. They've earned their stripes. And so it's got to be a two-way street of respect. And we're hoping that we can earn some more respect come, come Saturday night. This is what I love about college football. Uh, just a little benign comment just sparks an entire rivalry and dominates the 24-hour news cycle. This is a, this is a bummer for me, just all the realignment. When, stu- when, when little microcosms of the sport like this could potentially disappear. I hope they stick around forever. I hope we continue to have this because the college football media, like Joe and myself, are mm. dying for stuff like this. We right. need it. It, it blows it up. And it's just I fun. Mean, it, any media guy out there in the world, any comment like that, they're going to run with it. And so right. you're, you're going to see it anytime you log on social media. I, I get out after practice. I check my phone and eight of my friends have sent me the, the link on Twitter. And so everybody's <laughs> seeing it. It's, it's getting more attention for the game. But we can't let that affect our play. We got to focus on what we can control. Like and like I, I kind of get the – I understand – those that are defending coach prime because it's like, you know, he's doing things differently. And I think a lot of people traditionalists are rubbed the wrong way that he's doing things differently. But on the the other side of this, those that haven't been around college football and haven't played every time Sean and I walked into a meeting room, it was take off your hat, take off your sunglasses. You you know, we're, we're here to focus. You can't, when you, even when we had to go to class, our head coaches would say, if you, I better not see you guys wearing hats in class. I better not see you guys wearing sunglasses, any of that kind of stuff. So I I just think that that's where there's this misconception here and this misunderstanding. Yes, Coach Prime has, you know, a little bit of a different uh, approach and he he likes to be different from normal coaches. But like I I get why Coach Norvell is is bringing this up because it's it's across college football. No no doubt. I mean, that's spot on. Every coach has a a different approach and a different philosophy. But our head coach, he stands with respect and we're going to tell our guys to take their hoods off, take their hats off, take their AirPods out. And we're in meeting rooms and when they're talking to the professors, when they're talking to, to grownups, treat mm-hmm. them with respect. And that's what our head coach demands. And we're going to do that with our players. All right. I'd like to transition us a little bit back to uh, your team here, uh, Coach Savage. Uh, the wide receiver room, which you're very uh, in touch with, they had a pretty good outing versus Washington State in week one. Uh, Torrey Horton, nine catches, 81. And then Justice Ross Simmons, five for 123 and a touchdown. Pretty good week out of your uh, out of your top two leading receivers. Going up against Colorado, they have a pretty good defensive backfield. Don't know if you've heard of them, uh, but there's a couple guys that are that are kind of talented over there. What's the uh, what's the prep for them, and uh, how are you expecting your uh, your position group uh, to perform on Saturday? Yeah, Colorado defense. I mean, they they do a great job with their defense. They have a they have a good scheme. Um, obviously, it's new, so the defensive coordinator's done a great job coming from Alabama, implementing it and get the guys to play fast and play hard for them. And with Justice, Torrey, Lewis Brown, those are my three starting receivers. All of them have, I mean, the potentials through the roof with all three of those guys. People know about Torrey because of the success he had last year. But Justice and Lewis, they, they're going to both be, be great players for us at Colorado State. And looking at their defense and their secondary, I mean, with their corners, Travis Hunter, I mean, just 
hats off to him for him to be able to play both ways and the amount of snaps that he's played that you got to respect that. Mm. And with his talent, I mean, we know he's going to be able to play on Sundays, but at the same time, Torrey's going to play on Sundays too. And so we're excited for this matchup. It's a challenge for both of them. I know Torrey's going to rise up to the occasion. And with guys like Justice and Lewis, they just got to capitalize on it. When when they get the ball in their hands, they got to make something out of it because their safeties do a good job of tackling in space. Omarion Cooper, their other corner, he's a good cover guy. They have good instincts, but we'll feel comfortable with our game plan, and we just want them to be dialed in on the details because that's going to be the difference in the game. I personally hope you send Tory Hunter out there, or Tory Horton Tory out Horton. there to uh, to uh, play a little D back in the in the first quarter just to let him know. <laughs> we got we got to we got to do too. Look at him. Yeah. He's athletic enough. I don't, I don't know if he's DB, but I know if you put him on the baseball field, he he might be able to throw a ninety mile per hour fastball or take you deep. Oh, I like oh, that. that's interesting. Wait, wait, was his? Does he have a baseball background? Is he that he's, where... a, he's a heck of a baseball player in high school. That's that's fun. Oh, that's yeah. see, we got we got athletes on both sides of the ball here. Everyone's he, so focused he, on he Colorado. Can, he can dunk. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's definitely a great athlete. That's awesome. And uh, speaking specifically on on Horton, um, I always love to bring up that when a smaller program faces off with you know in a big matchup and your best players shine, it a lot of times does create opportunities to boost your draft stock. We've seen it across college football with small schoolers. I mean, like Corey Davis is a really good example of somebody who capitalized on that momentum. We even had a guy, Isaiah Coulter, who went from being a no-name to being a fifth-round pick in the NFL draft because he was so highly sought after. So like for this type of a matchup, is there any different type of approach for for Horton in getting ready for this game? And, and maybe what could this mean for him and his draft stock if he plays well? It's not a different approach because that would be go against my philosophy. My philosophy is my philosophy is to be consistent with our approach day in and day out, no matter what kind of game we're playing. But he does know the spotlight that this game is getting and the tension we're getting and the amount of viewers that are going to be watching. And, yeah, a great game can can change his career. But at the same time, I tell these guys, one game isn't going to define what kind of player you are. And people know what kind of player he's capable of. He's excited for the matchup. And he's just trying to be a better player than he was the day before. And he comes from a different upbringing. He's got a great foundation at Washington against Washington State. I mean, we didn't have the game we wanted to have offensively. We obviously we lost, and mm. Torrey didn't have the amount of production we would have liked. We should have got the ball to him early on. But I run into his dad after the game uh, outside our facility, and his dad just like, man, I don't care if Torrey doesn't get the amount of touches he gets. I want you guys to win games, and I tell him that if his teammates are scoring, you better score with them in the end zone and run faster than right next to him. And that's the kind of mindset he's got. And it starts with his family and it just trickles down. Does that win first touches and stats later uh, a theme carry out throughout the uh, your entire program? Yeah. That, that seems to be something that I've always taken stock in. If, if a program is really centered around and you have guys that even in the draft process, you're just getting interviewed. It's always been a big thing for me to see just if that's their, like Julio Jones. Always his entire career just said, I want to win games. Ended up with over 12,000 receiving yards, 80-plus touchdowns, whatever it was. Just just a freak. And all he ever said in postgame, when Atlanta was at their worst, I just want to win games. And I think that is a central component of a player that is designed to be successful at the next level. It, I mean, it's, it's what we preach every single day. We want our guys to focus on the process of what it takes to win ball games. Yeah, if you're a great player, you're going to have production, but not every game you're going to be able to have 10 catches for over 100 yards. And 
Tori understands that. We want our younger guys to start understanding that, that not every game you're going to get the amount of touches you want. But if we come out on top and we're victorious, we're going to remember those games rather than if we lose and you have 125 yards. No one cares about that. We want to have more wins than losses. And if we can do that, we'll be okay. Last uh, football-related question that I had. Um, you guys played, we, we mentioned here, the first game was against Washington State. You did end up having that, that buy in between. I, I think some might consider the two Pac-12 opponents to start a season like that. Maybe it's a disadvantage. I actually kind of see it as maybe as an advantage because you've already been exposed to playing um, you know, a quality opponent. You're not. It's not like you're playing two FCS teams to start the season that you're going to be a lot better than and beat up on. So, like, how is there already an advantage in your eyes of having played Washington State that you can maybe carry some of that stuff over uh, into this game against Colorado? It's all about having the right perspective. And when you look at a team like Washington State, I mean, they they play last week and they, they beat a, a top 25 team in Wisconsin. And then you look at Colorado, they're, they're 2-0 and they're in the top 25 rankings. And so we got to take advantage of this. We got to, again, play our style of brand of football that Coach Rovell wants to play. Regardless of who we're playing, we got to play our game. And if we can do that, it's going to help us when it comes to conference play because the Mountain West, it consists of a ton of good teams. Fresno State's playing well. Boise State, yeah, they're 0-2 right now, but they, they play good football. There's a lot of good teams in this conference, and we just got to keep getting better as the weeks go on because with that week two bye, we now go 11 weeks straight. So uh, last, uh, we always have to ask a stupid question, uh, as we love to do on this show. So uh, Sean and I are doing a bet between the two of us um, that if the winner of the Oregon-Washington game, it, I'm not going to completely break down the whole bet, but essentially <laughs> we have to grow a beard. We're, we're both a failing at attempting to grow a beard. We're both a week in, and then the winner of said bet gets to shave. The loser has to keep the beard for a few months after. So Ooh. you, as somebody who has a beard, a, a very nice beard compared to our, you know, terrible facial hair. I was just curious if you could maybe provide uh, maybe some some recommendations on how we could properly grow the beard out a little bit better. Do you have any insight there? On how to grow it? I, I, don't, I don't know if I can help with that. I mean, <laughs> I think that's just genetics and, uh, and what you guys got going on. I don't know who's going to have the better beard. I can't really see you guys' facial hair. It looks like we got... Sean might have a little something well, going. He, it's rough. It's, it's tough. He started with a head start, so it's not I, – I was going to ask if you could maybe pick who has the better beard so far, but I don't know if that's fair because he had a head start. He, he already yeah, had a beard. That's, that's not to my say. fault. Look, look, one everyone, thing I say is yeah. I, I try to stay clean cut and I try to stay groomed every single week. I don't, I'm not a big guy that's want to grow grows it out and get it all over my neck. I try to stay clean cut, and that's the appearance I want to go for. But I, I'm interested to see how that goes for you guys. <laughs> We'll uh we'll keep you updated. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep asking for for more tips on on beard grooming. But uh, coach, thanks so much for joining us. We're wishing you luck this week against Colorado, and uh, we'll certainly be having you on soon during the rest of the season. Perfect. Appreciate it. Hope you guys can tune in Saturday night. For sure. Thank you guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.